0: and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit, up to a maximum of two hundred fifty dollars. Deposit requires two time playthrough of settled wagers within one hundred and sixty-eight hours. Bonus released in twenty-five dollar increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com.
1: You're listening to DraftKings Network. We're not doing our job if you take that Kansas City Jets game or that Kansas City Cincy game, like I said, and you put it in a 1 o'clock window on CBS with four other games around it and four other games on Fox at the same time.
0: It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, it
0: is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a teaching tutorial Thursday, although tonight – We're recording this on a Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You know why? Because the NFL schedule just came out and we wanted to be the first people after the schedule came out to interview our guy, Mike North, the director of broadcasting for the National Football League. I think it's been at least seven years now, at, at, at minimum five, that we've had Mike on the show shortly after the schedule came out to learn the ins and outs. You can check us out on social media, of course, at Ross Tucker NFL, if you're wondering, or at Ross Tucker Pod. Yes, I'm wearing a hat. Just got done my daughter's softball game. We won, by the way, 8-4. to four. I know that's big for all of you all over the world, 8U uh, softball in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. But the bottom line is, I'm fired up for Mike. We will get to the winners this week of spreading the word via social media and all that stuff. A little bit later. Let's get right into the big show. The big show. So a lot of you are longtime listeners. So you've heard Mike now five or six years come on. And Mike, you blew people's mind. You know, the first time I had you on, podcasts weren't like a huge thing yet. And so anytime people would like Google NFL schedule podcast, it would be ours. I got emails like years later from people. I never knew that the schedule was... I I never knew about the computer. So people can go back and listen to that. But I always like to start, Mike, with just the basics. Because I never want to assume people know anything. So the basics of the fact that the schedule is formulaic. And you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, at no point are determining... Who's playing who or even where, for the most part, right?
1: Nope, you got it exactly right. We've been doing this together a long time. I I think, honestly, you might have been my very first uh, scheduling interview. They didn't used to let me talk to the public, probably with good reason. Uh, And nobody really used to be that interested, quite honestly. I mean, an article here or there, but... Um, You sort of launched a cottage industry here with uh, our early discussions about the schedule, and now uh, I'm I'm humbled, I'm I'm honored, I'm appreciative that people are so interested, and I love talking about it, I, I love hearing everybody's reaction to it um it's a it's a labor of love it's a it's a monstrous undertaking and you know like any project that you work your your heart and soul on and you know 14 weeks and then only for everybody to tell you what a moron you are and what terrible decisions you made um you know there's some of that in it too but uh we're we're really proud uh, of what we were able to do this year um yeah you've got it right just in terms of you know what we do um the the 272 matchups they, they were known You know, back in January, um, I think I saw Andrew Brandt tweet something today saying, you know, you know, these packages were delivered months ago. All we're doing is opening them. That's kind of true. We knew the 272 matchups. Our job is just to put them in order. but it, it affects a lot of people. It affects a lot of lives. It affects a lot of media partners, not just domestically, but internationally. Uh, and it really kind of sets what we're all going to be doing uh, for our Thursdays and our Saturdays and our Sundays and our Mondays this fall. So uh, all the opponents are known. It's, it's strictly by rotation for 14 of the 17 games. Fans know 14 of their teams, 17 games for the next 12 years, 24 years, 36 years, you know those. So sometimes the rotation works in your favor. You might end up catching a division that are maybe all a little down or a little bit rebuilding. And sometimes it kind of bites you where you end up playing a division in a year where, you know, everybody's 500 or better. Um, And then there's only three games now that are standings based. And even that's kind of different, right? You say, oh, I've got the last place schedule, but man, not all fourth place teams are created equally. And, And sometimes you get that first place schedule and the first place team maybe isn't what they were last year. Let's not forget Tampa Bay was a first-place team last year and, you know, lost the greatest quarterback of all time. So they're probably not the same, uh, you know, challenge maybe that they might have been uh, as a first-place schedule. So uh, we know the matchups. We don't change anything. We just kind of figure out who plays where and and who plays when and and uh, on what network.
0: Mike, what, what if anything, new went into the computer this year? So, so everybody knows they got a zillion computers, and, you know, like anything else, they put in specific – criteria right they don't want any team to have five road games in a row or whatever it is right whatever the different criteria is you put in to spit out schedules that are acceptable anything new go into the computer this year
1: yeah we had a uh, we had a lot of new stuff this year um the biggest change probably is the fact that the visiting team no longer determines the televising network for, you know, all of our lives. Uh, if the AFC team was on the road, that made it a CBS game. And if the NFC team was on the road, that made it a Fox game. Uh, that's no longer the case. Every game is is truly a toss up and we could do just about anything with any one of these. So you think about some of these, you know, really big games. Uh, I gave an example earlier, Cincinnati at Kansas City, you know, could have been a Sunday night game, Monday night game. Thursday night game, Fox doubleheader, CBS doubleheader, could have been kickoff, could have been in Germany. I mean, you talk about a, you know, your softball team, I'm sure you got some five tool players. That's a seven tool game. Uh, it could have really gone anywhere. And so multiply that by 272 and there's a lot more options, a lot more homes for all of these games. And it, it took just a little bit longer for the computers to search through the space and kind of come up with more options for us. But the ones that they found were better. So it made it a little bit more challenging for us as we waited a little longer for the schedules to actually pop out of the software. And it also made it a little bit more challenging for us because the schedules that did pop out were better. And so they were all contenders, but they also looked wildly different. As we got down near the end, you know, the two finalists that literally went head-to-head, game-by-game, week-by-week, team-by-team on Sunday night before we presented the winner to the commissioner on Monday, they were wildly different. They had different games for kickoff different games for Thanksgiving, different games for Christmas. Um, it w- they were very different schedules and made it a little bit challenging to compare them, um, but all the more reason we feel good about where we landed.
0: Mike, uh, um, what, what do you guys do in terms of looking at individual teams? So they spit it out, right? And let's be clear about this. The goal is the television ratings, right? Like to get the best games possible in the prime slots, and we get that. Um, what when you go through individual teams, do you ever have concerns there? Or That's as true. long as it didn't trigger, you know, as long as the computer spit it out and it wasn't against any of the whatever you guys call it, the stops or whatever you put in the computer program, are you fine with it? Or do you go team by team and make sure no one's getting what you perceive to be a raw deal?
1: Yeah, we go team by team. Most most schedules die. Not because of, you know, the television ratings projections or the Monday night game in week seven or the CBS one o'clock window in week 11. Most schedules die for team competitive issues. The computers are brilliant, but they're also kind of stupid. They only do what you tell them to do. And if you don't tell them, hey, don't ever do that to a team, the computer doesn't know any better. So it'll spit out an otherwise outstanding schedule but it'll have a three-game road trip for somebody where they go all the way across the country and then a close road game and then all the way back across the country. That's a non-starter. So stop all the computers, write a new rule. Don't let any team have two cross-country trips in a three-game road trip. But then the computer says, wait a minute, what if I put them right next to each other? What if that team wants to go and stay? like the Giants are doing. They're going out to Arizona in week two. They're staying out there and playing San Francisco in week three. So the computer's got to know that that's okay. But if the computer said Giants at Arizona, followed by a road game at Philly, followed by at San Francisco, that's probably not good. And I'm sure at Arizona home at San Francisco isn't good either for the Giants. So trying to tell the computer all the things that we're trying to avoid while, like you said, at the end of the day, maximizing television ratings, maximizing viewership, it's really about putting the best games in the best windows so the fans can watch them. We're not doing our job. If you take that Kansas city jets game or that Kansas city Cincy game, like I said, and you put it in a one o'clock window on CBS with four other games around it and four other games on Fox at the same time, it's going to get lost in the shuffle. Some of these games are just too big to get lost in the shuffle. So trying to find the right home, the right national, you know, opportunity, the platform, for all of our best games, and then kind of sprinkling around those without breaking you know, too many eggs while we're making this omelet. It's interesting that you mentioned the Giants. It seems like,
0: and again, I just got home, but what I saw on Twitter throughout the day, it seems like the team that apparently is the most upset is the Giants because they have seven road games in the first 10 weeks, which has never happened before. Mike, I'll talk about this more later. They're they're talking to the wrong guy because that just tells me then they have, you know, uh, what, six home games or five home games in the last – like, it evens out. So I never – like, I never really get that argument because we knew how many home
1: and how many away – um but that seems to be the one that people are talking about the most. Your thoughts. Yeah. And and again, I think if you look at it just a little more closely, you know, that paired trip where they go out to San Francisco and Arizona in weeks 2 and 3, those are bookended by home games. So they're home in 1, road 2 3, home in 4. So that 4-week stretch right there, 2 and 2. And the next four-week stretch, I'm I'm pretty sure it's two and two again, two road, two home. Yeah, there's a three-game road trip in there, no two ways around it. And when you pair a two away with two home and three away, that feels like a lot. It does. But your point is valid. That just means if you've got a run of a lot of road games kind of early in the season, it means you've got home games late in the season. And I'm pretty sure they finish home home, which I think any team in a playoff chase and any head coach uh, would kind of sign up for right now. So there's always some trade-offs. Um, you know, obviously we don't root for anybody. Uh, we love all 32 equally, but definitely going to keep our eye on how the giants come through that stretch of road games. Yeah. I root for
0: Labatt Blue because it's delicious. If you're looking at your team schedule or you're watching playoff hockey, playoff hoops, I got the Sixers on in the background. Drink some Labatt Blue lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Let's talk primetime games, Mike, because I'm always curious. That to me is – that's literally the most interesting thing to me because who's in the meeting, okay, that says, you know, let's give the Lions a, a bunch of primetime games with the Jets. And who's in the meeting – I won't even say the teams that aren't having any, but who's in that meeting and says, this team, this team, this team, this team. Yeah, they get none.
1: Yeah, it's rare that we'd say this team has to have this many or this team cannot have any. Really, what you do with the computer is you're trying to take advantage of the flexibility and search through this infinite space and trying to find that magical, mythical, perfect schedule. We don't know if that magical, mythical, perfect schedule has two Lions games in prime time or three Lions games in prime time, one Colts game in prime time or two or zero um so what we do with the computer is we sort of give it some guardrails we tell it as far as the Sunday night football schedule is concerned a team can be on a minimum of one and a maximum of two and for ESPN maybe it's a minimum of zero and a maximum of one and on Thursday night minimum zero maximum one maximum two for some teams there's a couple of teams that are playing two Thursday nights this year so when you tell the computer you got some minimums and some maximums sometimes you get a spin where you hit all the minimums And sometimes you get a spin where you hit all the maximums. And then when the schedule spits out, we've got to look at it and kind of take it out of the computer's hands and put it in the human's hands and put it in the human's heads and hearts and really try to figure out, is this right? Is this fair? Um, we're fortunate enough to have, as you know, flexible scheduling in this league. Uh, We've been doing flexible scheduling for Sunday Night Football for 15, 20 years now. We've got flexible scheduling for the first time on Monday Night Football now. So for any of those teams that don't find themselves in national windows, at least as the schedule came out in May, you know, let's give it a couple of months. Let's see what happens if we get into November and a team like Arizona or a team like Houston uh, is in a playoff chase. They may well find themselves flexed into a national window. And, and that's exactly what it's for. You play your way in the prime time, not just year over year, but within the season.
0: All right, Mike, I want to make sure I, I, I know this correctly. So we've had Sunday night flex scheduling for a while, the last five or so weeks, whatever it is, you'll tell me exactly what it is. And then this is the first year, correct me if I'm wrong, where Monday night can be flexed. And there's still the possibility based on the owner meetings, that Thursday night can be
1: flexed? Walk me through it. Yeah, we'll take them one at a time, right? Sunday night football flex has been in place since 2006. Um, Last year was a bit of an outlier. I think we ended up flexing four times last year, but most years it's really only once or twice. So once or twice on a Sunday night, and again, moving from Sunday afternoon to Sunday night and vice versa, nobody likes it, but it's really not that onerous, and and our fans and our teams have adapted to it well. Well, Part of the reason I hope is because we're pretty transparent about it. We let the clubs know weeks in advance – um the NFL media machine can always talk about you know hey look we can all see the Sunday night game in week 13 it's not what we hoped it was in May there's a chance that game could get flexed and if so let's look back on Sunday afternoon and maybe there's a game that you know CBS or Fox didn't want to protect and maybe isn't slated to go to a big portion of the country you kind of unlocking that game out and instead of having it go to 15 or 20 percent of the country move it into a national window and let more fans see a couple of teams in playoff contention that's a good thing for those teams that's It's a good thing for our fans, acknowledging a challenge for the ticket holders. Um, But Sunday night flex, you know, figure once or twice a year. For Monday night flex, I suspect it'll be maybe even less. We know that we're moving teams, you know, days of the week is is very different. So I don't think you're going to see a flex on Monday night just to get, you know, slightly better viewership. It's going to be if the Monday night game really has kind of fallen apart. And it's a couple of teams that are just playing out the string. They're no longer in playoff contention. Maybe a quarterback or two got hurt. We're not doing those two teams any favors by leaving them in the national window. We're not doing the fans any, t- any favors, asking them to come out in the cold at night to watch a couple of teams out of playoff contention. And we're certainly not doing right by the fans watching on television. Um, there's nothing good about having a, a non-compelling game in a national window for us. So maybe once or twice for Sunday night, maybe once a year, for Monday night and, and if ownership decides to approve flexible scheduling for Thursday night, it's probably going to be even less. There's a lot of limiting factors. Like we said, a handful of teams are already scheduled for two short week Thursdays. We won't move them into a third. Uh, if you play the previous Monday, you can't play the next Thursday. If you play the following Thursday, you shouldn't play this Thursday because your rest disparity is going to be off with your opponent. There's going to be a lot of self-limiting factors. It's, it's going to be hard, frankly, to find a game to flex into for Thursday night football, but the one time a year – where we could get ourselves out of a game that really nobody thinks belongs there any longer. And, And the two teams playing in it really even aren't feeling good about playing in it. And we can move another couple of teams in there that, you know, we can all get introduced to as they make a run for the playoffs. And we're going to see them again in January. It'll be a good tool to have in our toolkit as we move forward. And Mike, you know,
0: the Thursday night package with Amazon, I know that you are trying to take care of all your partners as you need to, as you should, but it's important, right? I mean, as we evolve, as we look at the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you know, having a streaming partner like this, it's very important for the NFL's business model for this to be a viable business model, right?
1: Yep. You got it. No question about it. It's it's of strategic importance. It's, uh, you know, they're, they're a partner like everybody else. Uh, we want to make sure that they're successful, but obviously still want to make sure the legacy brands are successful. The NBCs, the CBSs, the Fox, the ESPNs, those guys have been, uh, you know, the lifeblood of this league for decades. And, um, you know, I I hope they stay in business for another 20, 30, 40 years. And and I hope they still want to be in the NFL business. But uh, you've got it 100% right that the world is changing. Uh, I know my kids don't watch a lot of television. I don't know how much TV your kids watch, but uh, they all have streaming services and they can all find the content that they're most interested in. So at some point you got to fish where the fish are. And uh, to the extent that the league has been dabbling in some of the OTT services, some of the digital streaming services, really for years, uh, the commitment to Thursday night football, when we moved the whole package to Amazon was significant and it's important to us that it's successful. It's important to uh, our teams and, and to our fans, you know, it might be one extra step for us as we turn on the television and hit a button, maybe one more button just to go find Amazon prime, but it's doable. And for those who watched last year, um, it looked and sounded like NFL football. It's Al Michaels on the call. It's Fred Godelli producing. It looks and sounds like Monday, uh, like, like any NFL game. So uh, finding it maybe was the hard part. And we've got to maybe shift fan behavior and kind of build some muscle memory for everybody on thursday night but it's not just amazon espn plus has a game again this year they had one last year they've got one this year and for the first time ever peacock's got a game this year they've got a a good one a bill's chargers game on a saturday night in december um that's how you get fans to go find you know these other services you got to put good content there you got to put good games there and if the games are good enough our fans will find them last one mike
0: anything else that totally was unique or stood out this year? I know there's been other years where it's like you can't go here because there's a farm show or there's, like, Taylor Swift or whatever. Anything uh, out of the ordinary this year that you had to be aware of?
1: Yeah, you know, most of those concert tours that kind of, you know, went away during COVID and and really in the immediate aftermath, they're all back. So there were a lot of stadium conflicts for up this, for us this year. Uh, Taylor Swift was touring, Beyonce, Pink, Billy Joel, Ed Sheeran, Morgan Whalen. I hope he feels better. Um, there's been a lot, and uh, it, it's always a challenge for us. Uh, perfect world, wave a magic wand. We avoid all of those conflicts. We'd love to, but, you know, there's an impact of that. You block your stadium in week two for a concert, you can't be shocked if you also end up on the road week one and now you start the season with a two game road trip, you know, no coaches volunteering for that. Uh, You block your building, you know, two consecutive weeks, the likelihood of you catching a three game road trip goes up exponentially. Uh, we're looking at the college bowls, and 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 the college football's uh, postseason has expanded. So that's going to be a new challenge for us going forward into 2024. You know, wave a magic wand, every stadium block is accommodated. No team has a three-game road trip. Everybody plays every game off equal rest. Uh, Everybody opens at home and closes at home and has a week nine buy. Uh, obviously that's not all possible. So it's really trying to find the right balance. You know, like you said, we're maximizing television viewership and trying to minimize competitive inequities and you know, there's a balance in there. Maybe it's not the perfect television schedule. Maybe it's not the worst possible team schedule. Hopefully it's somewhere right in the middle. And for those who are a little disappointed, you know, nobody gets everything, but hopefully everybody gets something. And if they are disappointed, Hopefully, it's just a little bit, and hopefully, it's kind of evenly across all 32.
0: Mike, you're the man. I look forward to this every year. Looking forward to seeing you at some games this year. Thank you so much.
1: Always a pleasure, my friend. Good luck with the rest of the softball season.
0: All right. Thank you. Take Gosh, that guy is awesome. I love that every year. Speaking of these tickets and concerts and the season schedule being out, the Game Time app. Get on the Game Time app literally right now. As soon as you listen to this and see what the tickets are for football. You can still see basketball, playoffs, the baseball game. It's crazy how inexpensive some of these baseball games are. Concerts, we just mentioned Taylor Swift. She's in Philly the next three nights. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use my special code Ross for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account. Redeem code Ross for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed.
2: Duck Stakes. All right, Ross. We'll start with your thoughts on the schedule, at least. There's the Black Friday game. Jags are twice in London. The Lions have the primetime season opener.
0: That's probably, so for me, I don't really care about teams saying they have a bad stretch because that just means they have a good stretch somewhere else. I find the primetime games interesting because that's what the league thinks about you. And for the Detroit Lions, we got tuckheads, patreon.com slash RT Media, like Norm going crazy that the Lions are in the opener. I'm happy for you, Norm, and uh, KJ, and all of our great Lions fans.
2: Saints signed Tyon Foster Moreau to a three-year, $12 million deal, $8 million guaranteed. Texans give offensive guard Shaq Mason a three-year, $36 million extension.
0: Shaq has made a lot of money. Good for him, man. Foster Moreau, remember, he got diagnosed with cancer this offseason. It was the Saints that actually found it on his physical. But I guess he's in a good place and is going to be able to play this year. I'm so
2: happy for him. That's great news. Patriots are going to honor Tom Brady for their home opener against the Eagles. And Kyle Shanahan had some comments that I saw that you noticed.
0: Well, first of all, what has Brady ever done to deserve being honored? I, I just don't get it. And then as for Kyle Shanahan, I mean, I'm just disappointed with how the Niners have handled it. Like the Niners, every way they've gone about that loss, the NFC Championship game, goes against everything I believe in as a football player and everything I learned over 18 years. You know, like the whole no excuses, they got killed. And they won't stop talking about the fact that their quarterbacks got hurt because their quarterbacks got killed. I mean, what are we even talking about?
2: Former Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs pled guilty to to driving at speeds up to 156 miles per hour for an accident that killed a woman or a dog The expected sentence is supposed to be three to ten years in prison.
0: Awful, right? I mean, just absolutely awful. Not really much else to say about that. He's a very young man that had the world um, right where he wanted it. You know, first-round pick, NFL player, worked his whole life to get to that point and then made some poor choices that night. And now he has to go to prison for three to 10 years. It's heartbreaking. It really is. But listen, once you're an adult, you make choices. And you have to live with the consequences of those choices. Spread the word winner is Dan Jacobs. He got a new story at myfrontpagestory.com. I love it, Dan. Sponsor confirmation email winner, Daryl McCarter, had me do a cameo video for him, which I love. And then the YouTube shout out winner, Stephen Houle, H-O-U-L-E. All of you, email me, ross at rosstucker.com. Let me know what you want or who the shout-out is for. Other than that, I think we're done here. Go Sixers! Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Piece, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, rosstucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Not totally done though, right? Because I always give shout outs to my, I think we're done here members at patreon.com slash RT Media, like Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanheadNYC.com, Head Vinyl Records, that is, steakhouse go-bangles.com, evergreen economics, office schedule.com. And I'm telling you guys right now, go to my You haven't gotten somebody a Mother's Day gift yet order it for them, print out the order form, put it in an envelope or card, give it to them on Mother's Day and tell them I'm having a story written about you. The anticipation, the excitement, absolutely incredible. Now we're done here, Jack.